Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome back, Loons fans. Uh, we are back here on Loon Talk after a quick two-week break. Jonathan Harrison here once again alongside Dan Terrar. We are the radio broadcast team for all Minnesota United matches that can be heard on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the Score North mobile app. Dan Terrar, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I was just telling you before we started on the air, after uh, Sunday night's match, I don't feel any differently about it than I did 24 hours ago. I do not blame you because uh, <laughs> I did not go back and rewatch this one because that second half was rather disappointing after what they did in the first half. And we'll get all to that in just a little bit. Yep. But yeah, it just it does not feel great after that match last night uh, in New England. So uh, before we jump more into that, just want to remind you once again, you are listening to Loon Talk. We very much appreciate your subscription and your listenership every week. Uh, do give us a rating and a review uh, wherever you find your podcast. It does help us get found. Uh, tell anybody that you can about this podcast. It also That also does help us out as well. Uh, Dan, let's jump right into it. New England 2, let's go. Minnesota 1. Emmanuel Reynoso started things off. 36-minute penalty kick. Well-deserved penalty kick. Earned that and uh, yep. slots it in to the goalkeeper's right, his left. And then uh, Minnesota just crumble in the second half. Uh, I don't. Uh, let's just start broad thoughts. Your uh, your overall thoughts after last or yesterday's two one loss. I've uh, I've seen this movie before, and I don't <laughs> like the ending. Yeah, <laughs> didn't this? It just it, it it's it feels like uh, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. It just yeah. keeps happening over and over again, and and that's coming off of what I thought was one of their better. First halves of the year, top three first forty-five minutes of the year, and uh, and then you know, as the second half begins, you know New England's going to Katrina, and uh, they did. And unfortunately, what was an uncharacteristic soft goal by Dane St. Clair gave them all the momentum they needed, and Minnesota could just could not could not turn things back their direction. And I'm not saying they didn't play well. They didn't play hard. They, I, I think they put in a great effort even in the second half, but they couldn't turn the momentum back in their favor in that second half. And then a, uh, you know, after the, the I'd say, a lucky goal, then a spectacular goal on a set piece, and that's all it took, and, and losing 2-1, to one, and it just feels like uh, – Feels like deja vu, you know. I feel, yeah. I feel like we've seen this too many times. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you go back and think about that first half. You mentioned it. It's probably the best they've played in the first half uh, this season. Mm-hmm. They were moving the ball well around the field. I said it on the broadcast that it just it, from watching it seemed like they weren't taking more than three or four touches uh, per turn, and they before they got it out to the next Loons player, which didn't allow a lot of time for New England to get on them and press them. But in the second half, then New England came out and started pressing just even a little bit, and it threw Minnesota off, and it didn't feel like they knew how to cope with it because they couldn't get the ball upfield like they had in the first half. When they did get it in the first half, they didn't have a whole lot of possession, but when they did have the possession, they got it upfield extremely quickly and were capitalizing on those chances. Ten shots in the first half, 11 total, so only one more shot after after halftime, which is just shocking that that happened after the way they played in the first half. But the second half, as I mentioned, New England comes out 
They play a little bit more aggressive. They play a little bit better. Throws Minnesota off a little bit. And Minnesota seemed like they were just hanging on there trying to get through this as an initial surge, trying to get through the first 10 minutes of the second half. And then that fluke goal goes in. Something you mm-hmm. never see from Dane St. Clair. Something, a, a really poor goal like that just slips through his finger. An absolute howler by him. He'll admit it too. It was just, it seemed like that broke the will of the team. Yeah, that was a tough time because they were kind of hanging on before that. And let's not lose sight of the fact that this is a very good New England team. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, best record in the MLS last year. They didn't get off to a great start. They're coming around. They just, you know, and, and what, what gave me so much hope was they decided not to start Turner. Well, his, his club, his club probably told him, no, he's not playing. He's, yeah. he's Arsenal getting out of there. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, he's not playing. Uh, they're not going to take a chance getting him hurt. Uh, and they're throwing a young goaltender out there that nobody knows a lot about. And turns out he played great. He had an outstanding match. And and you're hoping that it would have been the other way around. But, you know, if Dane St. Clair you know, just doesn't let that ball spin past him, uh, it's a 1-1 draw. And you come out of there saying, all right, we got a 1-1 draw against one of the best teams in the league, even though their record doesn't show it. They still are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. And, you know, you can't, you don't point fingers at the kid because he hasn't let this team down at all this year. Um, but what do you do? You know, you gave Luis Amaria another chance up top, um, and he got chances. He got the chances that goal scorers want to have, and he couldn't score. And I just don't know how many times you keep going back to that, to that try. I mean, you know me, you know me, I'm a big Robin Lode fan. Mm-hmm. And, I'm ready just to leave him parked up top and stop messing around. Yeah. He's the only guy that's been consistent in the last two years. Yeah. We've had that conversation plenty of times already this year. And then last season as well, it's just, you put him up there, but then you're also taking away from your wings. And it seems like uh, the club wants uh, some attacking talent on the wings, but go back and watch yesterday, Robin Lud, besides, I, I can't remember a whole lot of Robin Lud from, yeah. From yesterday's match, so at this point, I'm I'm willing to agree with you that he's probably just better up top at this point, playing that false nine, dropping yep. deep, letting Emmanuel Reynoso or Franco Fragapane or whoever is going to play behind him kind of run around and cause some havoc. Because when he's on the right wing, it doesn't seem like he's playing his best ball right now. It's his best right. ball comes as a false nine right now. And because I think he's gotten so used to that. And yeah. I tell you something else about yesterday, the. Uh, the goal that Minnesota did get resulted in something that I want to see more of. That's Emmanuel Ramoso, Reynoso pushing forward, mm-hmm. going into those dirty places, getting getting because the the kid doesn't shy away from contact. He yeah. loves contact. And I want to so see, good at drawing a foul. Why yes. not get him into the penalty box more? I want to I'm see sure the coaching staff forward. wants him there. Yes, and 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 when Robin Lode is up top. He's going to play more of a hold-up type position because he doesn't have the speed to play uh, that striker spot like like uh, Abu Dinladi might or someone. He's whoa, whoa! What are you drinking? What? <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest bottle of dew I've ever seen in my life. So this is uh, at the local Coburns down here. Okay. They did not have the normal twenty-four <laughs> ounce or whatever it is, twenty-six ounce. Oh whatever. man. They had 1.25 liters, which is this giant thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. But, you know, I, I like to see, because he is good at drawing fouls, and, and, and for, a, for a guy that's not big, he's not built. I mean, he's a fairly th- slim-built guy. 
He's mm-hmm. not afraid of contact. I want to see him making that run up the middle inside the 18 more often. And maybe with Robin in there, you can do more of that because Robin's more likely to hold up. Um, Robin's not a sprinter. You know, he's not, he's not the fastest guy in the club. So I liked that. And it made me think, man, why aren't we seeing more of him? Because he has defensive responsibilities too in that number 10 spot. Um, but that was, that was fun to see him uh, right in the thick of things uh, in, inside the crease. So. Yeah, I mean, if you get him in that area, if you get him in that penalty box area, defenders yeah. know he's really good at drawing a foul, so they're not going to – they don't want to get close to him for that reason and for the reason they don't want to be embarrassed because they know right. he has the moves he's to make moves. them look like fools. So he yep. doesn't, they don't want to give him that much space, but they also can't leave him a ton of space because they know he's going to get off a really good shot. So, like, that just seems like a, a, a no-brainer to get him in those areas, and it worked yesterday in the first half when – he got into that area, Brandon by late tackle, uh, easy call for the ref to uh, yeah, that was the yellow one. card and the penalty on that one. So, yeah, and quite just, frankly, if by would have let him go, it's, it's questionable as to whether or not he would have caught up with that ball in time right. to finish because it wasn't a sure thing. He was in a race for it with Petrovic, the goaltender, to get there because the ball was fairly far out in front of uh, Reynoso. And, and it's easy in hindsight to say as a defender, <laughs> right. you probably should have let him go uh, and let let fate take its play. But, yeah, that's it's easy with hindsight. But, yeah, I'm not so sure he had a goal anyway. So, Yeah, it was just – it was a good first half, but uh, as all things happened – It was happened, a great first broke, half. Yeah. It was a great first half. It was one of the funnest first halves we've had in a long time. I mean, they, they played really well. They, they shut New England down. They only allowed one shot total for New England uh, in that first half. The defense was playing really well. Dane St. Clair wasn't asked to do a whole lot because there's no shots on target. Uh, yeah, they, they really handled uh, the new look uh, New England Revolution attack after they lost Adam Buxa over the last couple weeks. Can, uh, can you and, can you imagine, Jonathan, being New England and losing your leading goal scorer and the best goaltender in the country all in one week? <laughs> and yeah, I can't even imagine that. Right. I can't imagine that. And trying to figure out, like, obviously wow. they knew it was coming, which is right. why they brought in Josie Altidore. I mean, that hasn't really worked out the greatest for them. Uh, but they no. knew they knew that Buxa was going to leave to go back to Europe. They knew that Matt Turner, because they sold him this off this off season in the winter. Uh, they knew that he was going to leave in June at the end of June. Uh, right. So they knew they had time to prepare for these things to happen. So yeah, it it is. It is really crazy how it happened. They lose, they lose their leading goal scorer and the the country's best goalkeeper all in one week. It seemed like yeah. so. Yeah, just tough Josie. times in that department for New England. But they're yeah. they continue riding high. They, I mean, they still have a lot of talent. Josie Altidore um, looks like a men's league softball player. Yeah, he's uh he's 32, pl- years, thirty-two years old. Played since he was basically seventeen, I think. He's been he's been playing for a very long time, and it's starting yeah. to look like it is. Those yeah. injuries and the age have started to catch up to him. Unfortunately, yeah, he one looks like best, he needs needs to have a salad or something. One of the best strikers <laughs> uh, or number nines the U.S. men's national team have ever had. Yeah. Uh, I've never been the biggest fan of him, but I've always respected okay. that he's good at what yeah. he does. But I've just never been the biggest fan of him as as a forward. And yeah, it just seems like. His better days are clearly beyond him, unfortunately, and that's really tough to see when that happens yeah, to a yeah, he's, former he's, great player. He's lost, he's lost a few steps, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty obvious uh, in the match. He tried to get physical with Michael Boxel, and that didn't work for him. It's and, never a good idea. And no, because Boxy's not going to back down. So, um, But the second half on uh, Sunday night wasn't 
I think it was more about what New England did, not yeah. what Minnesota didn't do. Um, it and, got, you had that feeling that if they could have gotten through that first 10 minutes, that that they would have been yeah. home free and they probably could have held on to that one nilly. But when that yeah. sec, when that first goal goes in, it's just a complete heartbreaker, a complete backbreaker. Yeah. And it just it felt like, and you could see it as well on some of the players, they couldn't pick themselves up from that and – it all just continued rolling downhill from there. If they could have gotten past that goal, if Dane St. Clair could have kept his paws on it, I have the feeling that that would have been a 1-0, maybe even a 2-0 yeah. win for Minnesota. But when the goal goes in, it's it ended up being just all downhill and 2-1 win for New England. Yeah, because yeah, in this in this league, if, you get, if you're up 1-0 at halftime on the road, man, you better figure out a way to get a result in this yeah. league. And, you know, and, and Adrian knows that. The team knows that. Um, and so there's, there's, you know, as we go forward, there are just are the same situation, the same issues, uh, are still presenting this team. Nothing there has really changed. Um, you know, the effort is there. The, the talent level is clearly there. Uh, it's almost like this team just has to figure out, you know, how to win, how to, how to get over that hump. And, um, you know, it's a tough time to try and do it with this stretch of road games right after the break. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this stretch of road games, let's talk about it quickly in our upcoming matches as we move on from this New England loss. It is incredibly tough. Inter-Miami, who've been playing pretty pretty good ball lately. I mean, they lost yesterday 2-0 to at Atlanta. Um, and then you go to the Galaxy a couple days later, who are pretty good. Then you come back home July 3rd. Host Real Salt Lake, who all of a sudden are sitting second in the Western Conference out of nowhere. Uh, it just seems like they climb right back up to there again. Uh, and then then it gets a little bit easier. Vancouver, Sporting Kansas City, and D.C. before you host Everton uh, in a club friendly. But, yeah, it, mm-hmm. the next three games, pretty dang tough considering two of those are on the road in very quick succession. I think this club is at a point where, you know, and, and, and taking into account what happened Sunday night, and what they have the next two, I think this team is at a point where I think they've got to come together and they've got to battle through this and find a way to get uh, a result or two in these yeah. next two road matches. Um, and if they can do that, you know, I think they can come together as a team. But this could be a, a backbreaking stretch if they can't, you know, can't get this thing turned around and get away, find a way to get at least one result of some sort in these next two. Um, not that one point is going to make a huge difference at the end of the day, but mentally, um, I think they need to to find a way to get a result and 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 come away with this stretch, you know, with something. Yeah. You know? Right now, you're sitting two point. You're sitting two points out of the final playoff spot in the West, which is held mm-hmm. now by Seattle. As we all predicted, they climbed themselves oh, back in after they what, got done. What with a surprise! Like, yeah, yeah, talk about let's talk about teams that know how to win. You know, <laughs> that know how to get over the hump and know how to change momentum in a match. Yeah. Uh, they certainly do. So yeah, Seattle back in the playoff spots as everyone predicted would happen. Uh, two points ahead of Minnesota right now, but that could quickly. Uh, depending on how these next couple games go for Minnesota and other results across the league, that could quickly balloon to something that it seems insurmountable, even at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, um, and that's why I said you need to show some life on these next two road matches. Um, things have to go much better than 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 they have been. And again, I think uh, what I think the effort they put in the first half against New England. I think if that's you know if that same effort happens in Miami, 
they're probably up by 2-0, and, and they can probably hang on and get the win. Because uh, even though Miami's playing better now, they're not New England, um, yeah. not by any stretch of the imagination. So I have hope for the rest of this road trip that they can get a result out of it and, and uh, have a little, uh, little bit of confidence uh, left after this, this three-match three road trip to start this part of the season. Don't you wish we could travel to the game next Saturday? Go to Miami. Um, I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't. I don't. I don't like Florida. Not wow. Well, I don't like human. Florida either. But Miami would be fun. <laughs> it would. It would. Yeah. I mean, it, and and that's a part of it that would be really, really good to. And, and what I found in my experience working with uh, working with professional sports teams and with uh, you know college sports teams. It's on those it's on those road trips where you get a chance to kind of uh, get to know the players, get a better feel for the team. At home, it's different. On the road is where, and coaches will tell you that too. That's where teams learn to bond, and that's where uh, they get strength. So uh, maybe you know, if, if if we're trying to be really optimistic, these next two road matches will be good for the team. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, two road matches. You'd you'd imagine because of the quick succession. They're not coming home. They're just going to fly straight to L.A. Uh, yep. I don't know for sure, but that seems like it'd be the smart plan is just keep them on the road, go back, go out to L.A. And then you think so? For, it's a long uh, ways. It's a long it's ways a long around. Ways, but, I mean, it's if you don't do it, then you're flying halfway across the country back home for a day and then flying the other half the next yeah. day to get out yeah, to Yeah, no, so, I guess that would be the, the most likely uh, scenario. I mean, get a road trip under your belts. Yeah. Uh, have everybody kind of bond for a couple days and maybe a week and – See if that helps you any uh, along for the rest of the half of this last half of the season. Uh, yeah. We won't delve or dwell on this part of season for too much longer. So we'll move on to uh, a look across the league now, Dan. Plenty yeah. to talk about uh, over the past couple weeks. Let's start off with the U.S. Men's National Team. They have four games. Uh, we'll quickly go through those results. It was a three nil win against Morocco in a friendly. No nice. draw against Uruguay in a friendly, which I thought was a pretty good result considering Uruguay. Are one of the best teams in the world. Then yeah, they're Con- they're a good team. Then in Concacaf Nations League, five nil route of Grenada, and then a one one draw, a late uh, game saving goal by uh, Jordan Morris in that one for a one one draw down mm-hmm. in El Salvador in just a mud pit of a match. <laughs> yeah, that was ugly. Even but even even in that, Jordan Morris is still fast. Yeah, still fast and still even able mud- to just to jump out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, even in mud, you know, the tr- when you get into those sloppy, messy, wet matches, the really true athletes stand out, man, the guys that can do it anywhere. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, right? Good break for USA, right? I mean, yeah, no losses. Scored, you had three yeah. clean sheets. You got Jason scored a lot of goals. scoring. So, yep. yeah, it's yeah, I like it. A good, good four matches for, for the U.S. men's national yep. team. Two more left, two more friendlies in September. And then it's off to the World Cup in November. So World Cup just basically Boy, around the corner feels it's like. It's coming up quick, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, we should be Can't in the wait. middle of it right now. But, you know, FIFA has to FIFA and sell their soul for for stuff. So uh, <laughs> aside the point, though, uh, in league news, obviously the big one that we talked a little bit during the broadcast uh, yesterday, new TV deal that goes into effect next season starting in 2023, 10-year Two point five billion with a two point five billion dollar wow. deal with Apple TV wow. to broadcast every single MLS match. Uh, obviously, there will still be some some linear TV games on probably ESPN and uh, according to some of the reports, Univision as well. Uh, Univision, those, okay. Those teams or those uh, broadcasts will get um, or those TV stations will get some broadcast as well. But 
Apple TV, Dan, your thoughts the, on the first professional sports league going streaming only? Well, the first of all, the owners have to be happy. I yeah, don't know if they thought they jump. were going to get that kind of money. I mean, they were hoping for that kind of money. They wanted I don't more know if they, from according yeah, to reports. Well, everybody wants more, but that's a good number. And, oh, it's a great and number. if there's going to be a league that's going to step up and be the first one to go with a streaming service, um, why not? I mean, it, we, I mean, even, even an old person like me knows that's the future. And, and, you know, I, I, uh, I've cut the cable many years ago, and and so it is the future, and, and so why not? It to me, it makes perfect sense. Um, Apple TV is it? I do not have Apple TV right now, but as soon as I heard that, I looked into it. It's it's not hard to get. It's not yeah. you know expensive. So, um, and I think you tell me. I think Apple TV uh, production wise will do a really good job. Yeah, according to everything that I've read. All the production will be in-house by MLS, but because it's Apple, will. Uh, they will have some standards that they'll want, obviously, and everybody knows okay. that Apple has standards around how things look with their products. So if anybody's yeah, ever no. watched their Good. baseball uh, their baseball broadcast that they have on Friday nights this year, they look great. I mean, some, yeah. of, the, some of the stuff they do with the technology is pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah, the I, I imagine these broadcasts will look good, they'll sound good, they'll all be uniform, which is something that the league hasn't been able to say yet in their existence. Uh, I think there's a couple nice things I like about this TV deal, that games scheduled Wednesday and Saturday night primarily, so there's going to be all the games on the same days. We know when it's going to finally be, uh, instead of spread out whenever, and so no one knows when the games are. Having them Wednesday and Saturday nights all at the same time will be great, because obviously... You also get the league whip around show, which is which are great as well. Right, uh, I think having scheduled days that are specifically yes. laid out for when your product is is going to help greatly uh, grow this grow this league. Yeah, fans will know. Okay, it's Wednesday night. There'll be a, a handful, if not a full league slate of games. It's Saturday night. Most of the teams will be playing. Uh, hopefully, this will bring an end to the shuffling of start times and the yes. horrific. Uh, let's start a West Coast game at you know eight o'clock on the West coast, you know, you know, hopefully this will bring an end to that garbage because that just made the league look silly. Now, if Apple can just get them to take charge of the uniforms and, and make sure that what they're wearing is uh, visible to not only the broadcasters, it's not just about me, but it's greatly about me uh, to the fans (laughs) and anybody else. um, Yeah. I would be greatly, I'd be very appreciative if they would take care of that. So. Another thing I like in this deal is that uh, much like MLB TV, uh, if you want while you're watching the broadcast, you can flip the audio over on the on Apple TV to the radio call. So that's greatly like appreciated it. by us radio guys. That of course we do. do that. Thank you very app. much. We like that. Yeah. You don't have to sync it up and try and figure out how like how long no. you have to stop the TV no. for. It'll, no. It's all done for you. It's fantastic. It because works great in MLB TV. Right, because if the uh, MLS Apple TV announcers aren't complaining enough about people flopping, you can turn <laughs> over and I will give you everything you want to know about that. <laughs> we will have your get up your fine moments. Get up uh, your fine. Your call the game right moments. We'll have all of those still on the radio broadcast. Next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm really excited about this TV deal. I think it's going to be awesome for the league. Having a lot more money come in per team uh, will be great. Uh, about two hundred fifty yep. million dollars a year I'm, for the league. So yeah, I'm it should be certain. Fun. I'm certain a large percentage of that money will go towards broadcasters' pay. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, well. I can't league... see where else it would go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see any players that need it. I think they're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick look across this league at some of the other scores. It was boring uh, last weekend. One-to-one uh, was the story of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, was were there it? four that were tied in that ended up 1-1? I'm counting now one, two, three, four. four. And then there was a fifth one on sat on Sunday as well. Five one, one results, uh, a number of two nil results. Uh, yeah, it was, (laughs) there was two, two, one results on Sunday, another one on Saturday. So yeah, there was just not a whole lot of variability. And yeah, it was just kind of a bland, kind of a bland weekend. And and yeah, a lot of teams that tied one, one were teams where, I'm sure we'll find out in the predictor. We thought someone would definitely win. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a ho-hum weekend. Yeah, Seattle and LAFC battle out to a 1-1 draw. LA Galaxy re- get rescued uh, thanks to a Dejan Jovjelic uh, late goal in that one for a 1-1 draw love, against Portland. I love his uh, mustard. Your favorite uh, Chicago Fire get, a, get their first win in 11 tries. 11. Wow, eleven Dude, games. Can we rewind? Can, can we rewind the podcast when when you were all on board with their great goaltending and how good they were? Hey, he got another shutout. Gabriel, I mean, it, it's against DC United who have right. just been tanking this season. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, Real Salt Lake now up near the top of the Western Conference once again after a two 0 win against Francisco right. Calvo and the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, congratulations to Calvo! His Costa Rica side qualified for the World Cup. Last team in, uh, probably first team out. Uh, Vancouver get a shocking two 0 win at FC Dallas. What I happened mean, there? That was a surprise. Like my my drive by on Calvo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, just boom, boom, boom. Keep going. <laughs> Pop off a couple of shots at Francisco and keep going. But Francisco is fun to say. Oh, yeah. Francisco Calvo's just, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> just like offender uh, attackers rolled off his defense. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver get, as I mentioned, the 2 0 win at FC Dallas. I have no idea what happened there. Just look at, I think it was Cavallini yeah. gets an early goal, uh, a second minute goal for Vancouver, and Dallas couldn't cope with it. I mean, no. shocking win there. As, yeah. As now uh, Vancouver sit just a point or just they're sitting even on points with Seattle for that last playoff spot, but they're down on goal differential. So right. suddenly so, Vancouver yeah. have climbed yeah. themselves out of the dweller of the Western Conference and are now fighting for a playoff spot. So shows yep. you how quickly things can turn around. So keep in mind. Fans right. There. Yeah. No, I mean, we're only, we're not even officially halfway through the season. So there's so much left to happen that, um, you know, little things like picking up a point here on the road uh, can be a big, you know, how tight the West always is at the end of the yeah. season. You know, one point might make the difference of being in the playoffs or out of the playoffs. So. Absolutely. Uh, Sporting Kansas city, they get a much needed win for them. They get a two nil two one win at Nashville. Uh, Nashville's first loss in their new home after I think nine games since they last lost at home. So uh, good for sporting. Kansas yeah, they city to get that win. They Nashville, um, Nashville started off. I said, "Uh oh, they're not going to do as well in the West as they did in the East." And and now they're they're kind of gaining momentum and kind of you know like you know like Seattle just slowly building and uh, and getting themselves in a better position. So yeah, they're a better club than I thought they were. They really yeah, are. Nashville really coping with the West pretty well. They'll probably yeah. move back to the East back once once uh, <laughs> Las Vegas gets back or gets into the the league, which I am excited when that happens. Uh, so can't wait for that. Um, other scores from across the league. If I'm looking here quickly, 
from this last weekend that are notable. Colorado get a 1-1 win or 1-1 draw at New York City FC. Other than that, not really a whole lot to write home about. So Dan, let's jump into the predictor. We'll do a quick show here tonight. The predictor. Uh, predictor, predictor, predictor. Explain predictor. away, sir. Yep, three matches including uh an upcoming Minnesota United match. We predict the score, the winner. Uh you get a point for predicting the proper winner and uh, the correct winner and if you get the uh, score correct. It's a bonus point, which doesn't seem to play into effect much for us. Um, so possibility of six total points any given week. And I believe, are we even or am I up one? You are up by one point, 17 that's what to 16. I thought. Okay, and well, since, we're 17, that's a lot of points. I like that. And since we didn't make any predictions in the last show that we did. Nothing has changed. Break, nothing has changed. So let's jump right into our newest predictions. You went first last week. So I'll start first this week. Dan, I'm okay. going to start off with the with the typical FC Cincinnati match because they are going, going right against... back to the well. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night action, FC Cincinnati hosting Orlando City. Good seats still available for this one as both teams are struggling once again. Uh, I am predicting a exciting, exciting nil-nil draw here, Dan. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no goal I scored s- Friday night. I stayed away from that one just because it just scared me to pick Orlando and you didn't either. So, <laughs> all right. I went, I went to my, my well, your well is uh, Cincinnati minus Chicago, uh, Houston this week. Are they Saturday? We'll check. They're either, I can't remember yeah, if they're Saturday. Sa- I think they're Saturday, Houston three, Chicago, nothing. Wow. Gabriel yeah. Salonina getting lit up. Yeah, no, he's not that good. He's only being chased by Real Madrid, Chelsea, Juventus. Well, you know, yeah, some of the that's biggest clubs uh, in the know, world. You know, their scouts are their scouts aren't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Not perfect, but probably the best. Uh, moving on, S- Seattle for me hosting Sporting Kansas City. Uh, despite their two nil two one win this last weekend, I still have no faith in what Sporting Kansas City can do, especially against a resurgent Seattle side. <laughs> four right. nil, Seattle, Dan. Four nil. Write them. Write it down. Four. four. Wow, I felt I felt going Houston three was a big number to put up. For okay. rip. All right, I, you know I can't counter anything you're saying. I don't want to touch that one either. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going with uh, an LA Galaxy win over San Jose. In the Cali Classico. The, uh, the uh, yep the uh, Calvo effect. Uh, LA Galaxy <laughs> two, San Jose nothing. How many of those goals are from Chicharito just running None. off the back shoulder None. of Francisco Zero. Calvo? Zero. Because <laughs> Calvo's going to spike him on the knee, and he's going to get a red card, and then Chicharito will be out for the match. So Wow. Wow, yeah. I just about wrote that one down. There you go. <laughs> All yeah, right, two, so, then, two nil. so then the third and final pick for us is the yes. Miami-Minnesota match. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I really hate to do this. 2-1 Miami. I just, until okay. I can be proven wrong, I just yeah. – I don't feel comfortable picking them on the road, especially against an Easter Conference side. No matter how bad Miami have been playing over the past, shame over the past on week. you! I'm so disappointed in you. What do you got? And by the way, I won't call them Inter Miami because I don't know what that means. Inter Miami, International. Exit Miami. Miami? Everybody tried to exit Miami in the last couple of years. <laughs> Not Inter Miami. F1. Uh, I don't Miami. see Minnesota giving up two goals. Uh, back-to-back matches because our defense is that good and our goaltending is that good. I have a 1-1 draw at Inter-Miami. There you go. Inter-Miami getting with the David Beckhams Inter. of the world. Yeah, right. Well, Miami, he's not playing. David well, he's not playing. So. No, he's not. 
All right, so that is the, that has been the predictor. So now I feel really good about those picks. By the way, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm sure. going like six points next week. Yep. <laughs> I can't remember the last time we got one that uh, you had a one one. I think draw. it was week. I think it was week one. <laughs> last time someone got two points in a match. <laughs> you had one a couple weeks ago. So did I? All right, two shows ago to be exact. <laughs> okay. Other than that, yeah, it was week one. We we don't hit those two pointers very often. No, not very often. I mean, we should have if we had done a bunch of 1-1 draws the past week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so now is write that down where we yes. make three soccer-related predictions. One of those predictions has to be a Minnesota United-related prediction. We will keep a count of those predictions throughout the year. The person with the most correct predictions throughout the year gets the golden boot, and we'll call those correct predictions goals. Dan, a couple things coming off the score sheet for me, nothing for you this week. I said way at the beginning of the season, the first week of the season, Minnesota will win over half of their games against Eastern Conference teams this season. Well, thanks to their loss yesterday, they can no longer statistically <laughs> be able to do that. Rats. So they would have I had to win their last pick. three Eastern Conference games against the Revolution, mm. Inter-Miami and D.C. United, and, well, the loss yesterday kind of took that out of the plan. So yep. that was my one thing negative to come off the board. I had two things come off the board in the good side, though. What? I said the U.S. men's national team will have at least one player score at least three goals in their next four matches, while Jesus Ferreira scored four goals against Grenada. So boom, 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 boom. There's a point for me. Thank and then you, I said Jesus. You... <laughs> <laughs> yes. You sure it's not Jesus? <laughs> How do you know hey, when it's Jesus and when it's Jesus? I think there has to be some religious connotations. I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm asking for a friend. I don't really don't know. I don't know. You when I see it, I priest. see it. I see Jesus. When I see it, but then sometimes it's Jesus, and I don't know what the difference your local is. Priest on that one. Uh, <laughs> okay, I said I'll, the U.S. men's national team will also get at least two clean sheets in their next four matches. Well, they got three of them right in a row. So that might have been the, that might have been the gimme putt of the week. <laughs> that so was I a got, tap in. I got two points, which brings me ahead of you by a goal, 11 to 10 on the season. So, Dan, uh, I started in, write that down last week. You can start this week. I'm I'm writing down because we keep track of when we take tap-ins. <laughs> okay. And so I think right now I think I'm – clean sheet one was a tap-in. Yeah, I think that was a tap-in. When you look at who they're playing, I think that was a tap-in. So. Okay. A mid-range tap-in, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, my first one. Minnesota, in the next two road games, that's their next two matches, two road games, they will score a total of three goals. Three goals in two games. Yes. Okay. If they score four, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> but I'll be happy, too. See, there it is. That's why you pick that. Because if I'm wrong, because they score more than that, that'll be a really good thing. And then I won't care. So there you go. Write that down. You get an extra goal call out of it. Write that down. Write that down. Dan, the next, as we mentioned, couple of games for the Loons are pretty difficult. Inter-Miami, LA Galaxy, Rail Salt Lake, Vancouver, mm-hmm. and Sporting Kansas City are their next five. I am predicting, write this down. I think okay. I've done this before. In their next five matches, the Loons, they have an availability of 15 points. They will get at least eight. Write eight. that down. Eight. That's like a couple of wins and so a couple of draws. at least two wins in there. Two wins and two draws? I'd take that, so... Uh, that'll keep them in the middle of the pack. They'll keep them in the thick of things. All right. Uh, my second one, Robin Lude will score the next Minnesota goal. Okay. Write I that don't down. know if it'll be in Miami. I don't know when it'll be, if it'll be in LA, but the next Minnesota goal will be scored by Robin Lude. 
Dan, write this down. Minnesota will be back in the playoff spots by the time the friendly against Everton comes around. So by July 20th, they will be back in the playoff spots. Can you read my notes? Are you cheating? (laughs) Actually, I have a similar third write that down, but not as positive as yours. Oh? Minnesota will not be back in a playoff spot in June. Well, I mean, that's like that down. two more games. Three, isn't it? Oh, Everton doesn't count. Everton's at the end, in the near the end of July. So They've got... Wait a minute, I'm pulling this up. They've got... They've <laughs> Everton's got not until July 20th. LA. Oh, I thought I thought Everton was coming up here in a, in a week and a half. No, no, no. Okay, no. never mind. No. Uh, for my final... That's your final prediction? Or do you want to? That's my it? third. Yep. Okay. So they I guess be that I guess that now becomes I guess that now becomes my tap in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, write this down. I have no inside information on this one. I am just throwing a dart at the board here. Wow. Write this down. There will be a new addition to the attacking front for the Loons before the transfer window closes. Wow. Okay. I hope my before the I upcoming transfer right. window closes that hasn't actually opened yet. This before it closes. There will be an addition this is, to the attacking talent. This is less of your I know something as it's more. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> this is me trying to speak this into existence. So I got it. Okay. So let me just say this about Luis Amaria. Mm-hmm. Um. He had a goal-scoring opportunity where he took a ball that was crossed in. I don't remember if it was Fragapani or Reynoso. He tried to one-time it. Who was it? Kamar oh, Lawrence. it was Lawrence. Yeah. It was Kamar Lawrence. He tried to one-time it off the outside of his right boot. Not yeah. an easy shot. And he actually made really made a really good strike on it. It hit the goaltender. It spun off of the goaltender and hit the post and came out. If he scores on that goal, which would have been a really, really nice goal, yeah, high skill level goal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Our conversation today would be totally different. That's a season changer for him because he scored that yes. kind of goal. All of a sudden, yes. your confidence is back, and you're the striker that you this club signed you to be. That's the guy we want. The guy that could score that kind of goal. And and by the way, that could have gone in just as easy or easier than the one that Dane St. Clair let in. Yeah. Um, because the ball was spinning, it could have easily have spun into the net. Could have hit the inside of the post and gone. And it came out and rolls right to the keeper. You know, poor guy. I feel sorry for Luis because he can't man, buy that, a goal. That, yeah, that was that one had that one had every every reason for that one to go in, and it did not. So anyway, just had to had to get that thought off my chest. Yeah. So that has been it for Loon Talk. Please right. don't take it as we're being completely negative on the team. We thought they played well in the first half. Uh, it's just played the really half well. The game got away from them, unfortunately, and it was just a heartbreaker nope. of a second half. Uh, uh, so hopefully things will turn around next Saturday. Dan, we will talk then on the yep. 1500 ESPN broadcast of that one. Yep. Pre-match 6.30, kickoff just after 7 o'clock Central Time against Inter-Miami in Miami. Uh, 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the Score North mobile app is where you can hear that broadcast, Dan. I'll talk to you then on Saturday, and then right back here Monday night for Loon Talk. Can't wait. Go Loons. See you, everybody. Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. 
And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluky. They're playing well so far. And so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.